0: Hello there, this is Wale Olulano, the presiding apostle of Harmony Christian Ministries. I'm happy that you can join us today in our podcast. I pray today's message will encourage, edify, and illuminate your heart, wherever your circumstances may be. Please relax and enjoy. The title of my message is Positioned for the Reward of Honor. Matthew chapter 10, verse 40, the Bible says, he who receives you receives me. And he who receives me, receives him who sent me. So friends, as I stand here, there are three ways you should see it. There is a you, there is a me, and there is a he who sent me. The Bible says he who receives a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. And he who receives a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. Whoever gives one of these little ones only a cup of cold water in the name of a disciple, surely I say to you, he shall by no means lose his reward. There are three rewards there I want you to see. First of all, he says the prophet's reward. Then he says a righteous man's reward. And then he says a disciple's reward. May you not lose your reward in Jesus' name. Somewhere around 1906, there was a story of a a missionary called Henry Morrison. He was returning from Africa after over 30 years of effective ministry. Several thousands of souls have been saved. Miracles and all kinds of things happened. And this man, after 30 years, over 30 years, staying out there, was coming back to America And he was on this ship. And as they were getting close to the harbor, he saw crowds and so many people were waving and dancing and people were happy. And he was so excited. And he said to his wife, so they didn't forget us. He was so happy to be home. And yet they were both happy. But as soon as they get close, then he discovered that there was another important personality on this ship. And as a matter of fact, the dancing and the music was not for them. It was for this other person. And it was for the President Roosevelt who was on board. The man had gone to Africa as well. Just for a few days. And he was returning. And there was so much joy. People were welcoming him. And when he came off the ship, he realized nobody knew him. And himself and his wife just walked quietly past the parade that came to meet the President and they went to stay in the little cabin where they were offered while the president and the people celebrated. When he got in, he, he was so sad. He was so sad that, God, why would you allow this? How come nobody celebrated us? How come nobody honored us on our arrival? Look at the president. He went for his expedition just for a few days. We've been gone for 30 years plus. And after some time, his wife encouraged him to pray to God. And God answered him. After a few minutes, just about 10 minutes, and God said to him, that son, you are not home yet. That's why I wish you could see the waiting reception. You know, sometimes you feel certain people should honor you and you don't feel honored. You have not been honored for whatever the reason and you're getting sad. You must understand that there is a honor that is above honor. And that honor comes from God. May the honor of God never depart from your lives. In the name of Jesus. Sometimes when I travel abroad, I see some things that really excite me. And one of those things which I see, I see the attitude of people towards God's things. This then explains the reason why the miraculous is easy in those atmospheres. And many times I feel like I could just carry this attitude and bring it back home. And the way you see it, and I talk about it, is the way every great minister that's going to do crusades, huge crusades, by the time they get back home, it's a different picture. And they always wish they could carry the atmosphere, carry the expectation, carry the hunger home. But it's not the same thing. Paul, the apostle, had the same experience. And he wrote something down in First Thessalonians chapter 1. I want to see quickly in verse 5 to 7. He says, for our gospel did not come to you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and in much assurance. Somebody say assurance. He said, as you know what God, what kind of men we were among you for your sake. And you became followers of us and of the Lord. One of the things you see in those kind of atmosphere is there is a clear leadership and followership. If I ask you this question, who are you following? Do you have a clear leader over your life? Paul the Apostle said, when I came to you guys, what was very clear, and that's why God did awesome things among them in Thessalonica. And what happened there was because of the attitude that they attached to the gospel. He said, you became followers of us and of the Lord. Somebody said, well, I just want to follow the Lord. No, I just want to follow the Lord. But guess what? You can't follow the Lord without a physical person. Paul said, you receive the word with much affliction. With the joy of the Holy Spirit. And that's what is also very clear. In most of those environments where you see God moving, they have afflictions too. Some of us want to follow God when we're happy. The time that we love to, to follow the leaders of our life, the time I want to follow my husband or husband want to be with the wife, is when things are cool. Even i got a good job. I want to follow my leader at work because I just had a pay rise. I, 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 want, to, I want to thank God for the government of the day because they have tax policies that are paying my business. No, my dear friends, when it comes to following authority or honoring authority, Everyone that has received the reward of it, they did it with much affliction. In a time that was hard. And under a difficult circumstances, in their work conditions. Yet, the Bible said, but with the joy of the Holy Spirit. The joy of the Holy Spirit is the reason why you can go through affliction and go through followership and receive reward. The then it says here, so that you became examples all in Macedonia and Asia who believe. You became examples. May God make you a good example. I repeat that. May God make you a good example. He said they follow. You see, don't just want to be an example. Look at the process. They followed. They believed. Then they became an example of all. May you not be a mistake to avoid. He said from you, the word of the Lord has sounded forth. Now I love that. From you, the word of the Lord. So you see, when you follow and you receive the word of God, even during great affliction, but with much joy of the Holy Spirit, you become a custodian of the word. Then God's word will send forth from you. People will be able to come to you and say, you know what, how are you doing this? You know, I've watched you, I've seen your situation, I've followed your struggles, I saw your success, but I want to understand, how are you able to keep peace? That's why. So the word of the Lord will sound forth from you not because you are on the pulpit because you have become an example to follow. So the word of the Lord sound forth from you. Many Christians don't even care about this anymore. We don't even care whether God's word is sounding forth, whether we are an example. You know it's my life. I live here anyhow I want to live it. You are not fulfilling mandates. If the word of the Lord cannot stand forth From you, my friend. If you cannot stand forth from us as a church, we are not fulfilling the assignment of God. We don't just exist just to breathe and get pay rise and get money and get new babies and buy new cars and then go to where? Consider I want the word of God to stand forth from you. You are the epistle that the ungodly people can read. So open to the right chapter every day. When they look at you, when they look at your relationship with your work, with your wife, with your husband, with your children, with a place of work, you are the one they are reading. This is where you are honoring God. So you become an epistle. They already know you. They have read you. They have met you. They have seen your life. Not because you are a firecracking trouble. that does not believe in the word of God. They will say, if every Christian is like you, why should I follow you? If I ask us how many of us would like to enjoy the honor of God, divine honor, everybody's hands will be up. But the answer to that question is not just the hands being up. The answer to that question would be, what level of honor have you demonstrated towards the commands of God? What level of honor have you demonstrated towards what God says? So let's define honor. What is Honor. Honor means to have high respect for. Honor means to count worthy. Because I am very familiar with every one of us thinking, oh, I honor you. Honor means to consider merit. Honor means to rank high. Honor means to reverence. That's what honor is. To honor someone is to appreciate them. To regard them. To esteem them. It means to demonstrate belief in their integrity. You know, can you be served in a restaurant by a waiter or waitress that is dirty looking? I'm asking that question. You won't take it. So, equally, when you serve yourself at home, when you minister to each other, when you talk, when you come before the Lord, all these things matter. If you honor, it is honor. You bring honor into service. Can God arrest you? I said, God, you know what? That's not going to work, God. I know what I'm saying. It's not going to work here. We need to understand that the first person that demonstrated honor was God. God created everything. By his spoken word, let there be trees, let there be farming in the sky, let there be fish in the ocean, let the waters flow. Let God call for everything. But when he came to man, he said, man is so important, I must honor him. I can't just create man by just speaking. I'm going to get involved because I want to create man in my own image, after my own likeness. It was honor. I say because he's going to be like me, he's going to carry my grace, he's going to carry my potential, my ability, I breathe into man. So God put his breath into man. It was honor. You know how it's honorable. If somebody decides to give you something of worth to them and they give it to you. God's breath is of worth. And he gave it to you and I. Is that honorable, honorable you know? enough? He created us after his own image. Is that not honorable enough? So God honored us by making us the way he did. My dear friends, I watch it. The devils were upset. Satan was upset. Even the angels didn't understand it. And there was a query in Psalm 8 as to what happened. What is man that you are mindful of him? And I don't understand why you are visiting man on daily basis and you have made him a little lower than Elohim. You have guided him with love and power. What is this man? Even us angels, you didn't make us like that. So Satan was upset. He was out to dishonor man. This man you have made like this, I will dishonor him. I want to understand that, listen my dear friend, the cloth of honor you are wearing right now, somebody is out to dishonor you. Oh, oh. he's out to stain it. He's out to give you another name. And you must understand that unless you guard your honor with all your heart, something else wants it. So man fell. God said, devil, is that the best you can do? That no guilt, no hell can snatch this one from me. And I will redeem them. And know about the bruise and the blood of goats and all that. Which he put as a temporary stopgap. But he said ultimately. One of us have to become one of them. And we have to die in their place. And so in the fullness of time. Immortality stepped into time. And God's holy seed said into man. And Jesus Christ came at the fullness of time. And he came as man. Died as man. And the Bible said he was raised up on the third day. And then he saved us from our sin and death. And the Bible said he he was lifted up and he sat on the right side of the Father. Making intercessions for us. So that our honor will not depart. So that the reward of honor would still be yours. Now the devil didn't have answers to that. So God redeemed us and he said now henceforth friends you're going to keep your honor by recognizing as many as believed in him and received him. To them he gave what? Power. Now you understand something here that when God has redeemed you, you need to keep it. So he said guard your salvation with fear and trembling. So you see it was the same blood that saved the rich man. That saved The poor man. So don't look at me funny. God placed a high value on my life. He called me somebody. I know you look at me right now. You think I'm nobody. But the blood of Jesus availed for me. He saved me. He cleansed me. He washed me. And he said I am somebody. God said I will give a people for you. God said I will love you to everlasting love. God said even though anybody may have pushed you aside. But you are honored. I have placed my life. My breath in you. And I've honored you with everlasting love. I have loved you. So you must know who God called you, where God has placed you before you begin the journey. God displayed honor. Now, how did He do it? Not just by saying it, He displayed honor, not just by talking about it, not just by writing it in a card. He displayed honor with His actions. Somebody say, action. You don't love, you don't have honor. Until you have acted it out. Now action is important. Because it's not just the action only. The real worship my friend. Is an outflow of an internal engagement. Your action on the outside is one thing. But the real honor is from the heart. It's from the heart. When Jesus Christ walked on this earth. Everything obeyed his voice. The trees had his voice. He says tree. He said there will be no more fruit from you. The tree had. The tree withered. I pray that the Lord's honor will be upon your tongue. In the name of Jesus. As you declare it will not fall to the ground. In the name of Jesus. Sicknesses will hear our voice and will obey. The Bible says every knee must bow. That is called honor. Every knee must bow. Every tongue confess. That's honor. That's honor. Do you realize that what happened in Egypt when God did all the plagues in several scriptures, he said, I am going to do this to gain honor over Pharaoh. In Exodus chapter 14, verse 4, he said, I will harden the heart of Pharaoh that I may gain honor over him. Exodus 14, 17. Exodus 14, 18. He said all these things that I want to gain honor over Pharaoh. Now why is it important? Because Pharaoh must understand that there is one Lord. Another king, Nebuchadnezzar. He went to the wilderness university of animals just to come back and learn honor. Because before he did that, he thought he was everything. He thought he was the most powerful king. But God said no. By the time he came back after seven years, he said, and I, Nebuchadnezzar, I looked up to the heavens and I knew. That God you are Lord forever. Amen. You have honor. But you must live like a honorable person. Sometimes God will have to send what you are praying for in a package you didn't expect. These are days that God is confirming his word in the matter of babes and suckling. And you are thinking, oh because it's a little child. Because it's this, because it's that. So in the passage that we read earlier on. Matthew chapter 10. The scripture tells us clearly of three levels of authority. And I want to zero into this. It said there is a leader, those who are above us. He who receives you, receives me. He who receives me, receives he who sent me. So there are three levels. One, those above us. Two, those besides us are contemporaries. And number three. Those who look up to us are subordinates. God expects you, my friends, to honor each of these levels because your reward could be tied to any of this. You don't pick and choose. You honor them all. Let's look at those above us. That's all we can do today. Those above us, again, is subdivided into Four. Those above us. We have the family. Authority of the family. We have the authority of the church. We have the authority of the state. The government above us. Then we have the authority of our employers. I'm going to just stick only to two. The authority of the family. Those above us. Honor them. Family authority. The scripture says in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 2. Honor your father and your mother. Which is the first commandment with promise. Now watch that. That it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. Live long on the earth. Many of us know about the power of the aquatic. But we don't know that the aquatic is still beneath the power God gave to you. The occultic borrow ideas. Borrow principles from God's word. Do you understand this now? So, you see, there are certain things. They understand that they are using. But you don't use it. There are some scriptures that you release. It throws missiles because the word of God is a weapon. There are some scriptures you should swallow. Did you hear what I just said? You swallow them and they become your own. That nothing can take them out of your system. Simon in the Bible. The Lord said to him that he will not see death. Until he sees what? Christ. This man became very old. And as he got old, there will be days he was sick. And he will be saying, ah, is it today? But then he will remember, no. It's not today, I have not seen Christ. So that thing was operating in the system. My dear friends, you need to have scriptures in your system. One of those scriptures is this one. Honor your father and your mother. That your days may be long. That it may be well with you. He says it's the first commandment with a promise. There are some things you are struggling with. You need to understand, have you done the basic ones? I know we are Western people. We want people to earn our respect. But you cannot understand spiritual principles with your democratic mind said to you honor them because like I said to you there are four levels now he didn't say to you obey that policeman if he has earned your respect did he you are going to jail straight away the guy is nasty but you have to obey him sir 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 please get out of this car now you realize you have to honor him quickly so why do you think those levels of authority are different I don't honor you because of your character, because of your action, but I honor you because of the authority of your position. Now, you didn't put yourself in that position, God did. So when I honor your position, I'm not really honoring you, I'm honoring God who put you there. You can't reward me, it's God who I'm honoring that will reward me. Because the reason why we are failing woefully, and we are fasting and we are praying and sitting like, God, are you not hearing? It's, we are disobeying spiritual laws. Every time a man or a woman says, I will not commit adultery, you are honoring your partner. Do you understand that now? That's the honor. So, whether they are present or is it say honor when they are not present or when they are present. So, I'm just giving you examples now. When you dishonor, you are dishonoring your agreements, your spiritual connection. So when you dishonor your leaders, you are dishonoring whether they are there or not. And then you are wondering, but why is that not happening? What am I struggling in this area? Deuteronomy 27 verse 16. He says, "Cursed is the one who treats his father and his mother with contempt. Did you see that? Who treats his father and his mother with contempt. If you read that in NIV, it says with dishonor. Treat them with contempt. And I can say to you, not all fathers and mothers deserve some kind of things we are talking about, but you still honor them. You just honor them. Just bless them because you are obeying God's word. The next one is spiritual authority. Church leadership. Honor whom God has honored. You first of all must understand that the Bible says that no man takes this honor upon himself except his called, even as Aaron was called. So God first of all called that person. You didn't. So if God has honored that individual, who are you to think you're the one to run them down? You are the one to mark them. The Bible says, who are you to judge another man's servants? I have seen people that will come to me and say to me, Oh, (laughs) it is what you said though. I said, how did that happen? Oh, it's what you said. I said, what did I say? Oh, last time I came to you, you said this thing. And I just believed you and I just received it. Even you didn't remember what you said. But the person held on to what you said. That's how much they attach honor to what you said. I went to bless somebody's business recently. And I said, I want to know the history of this. Why did you switch? From what I know you used to do. To this thing that is now prospering. Prospering. Another branch. He ah, said, pastor. Hmm, all this thing during my crisis. Then I took a copy of your book. Victory through the storms. It was you, pastor. Now, I didn't think I had anything to do. With the business. But somebody took what I said. And attached their faith. And it became life to them. Now, that's not me. They have honored the God who spoke through me. But yes. well, some of us, nothing your pastor says makes any meaning to you. The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 13, "He said, we urge you, brethren, recognize those who labor among you and who are over you in the Lord and admonish you. See, that goes beyond just the pastor. You have HODs. You have home church pastors you have departmental leaders, they labor over you, said, I admonish you, said, to esteem them very highly. In love. Esteem them. Treat them as special. Don't rubbish them. Don't frustrate the work they do. Now, most of us can't take what we offer our leaders. The Bible says in 1 Chapter 5 verse 17, he says, let the elders who rule well be counted worthy of double honor. Some say double honor. Especially those who labor in the word and in doctrine. Hebrews 13, 17 says, obey those who rule over you and be submissive for they watch over your soul. And those who must give account, let them do so with joy not with grief. For that will not be profitable to you. I wish I can tell you that everybody falls into that category that those who labor over them don't do it with grief. So pastor, how can I position myself for this reward? Number one, recognize that God is God and you are a mere man. You are just a mere man. Recognize who you are. There is God and there is you. Don't compare the two. Don't think you are mates with God. If God says to you, I want you on a fast, you don't say, God, we need to strike a deal. God, if you do this, I will do that. No, you are not made with God. You exist at his pleasure. Job was arguing with God. God said, where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? By the way, how much was the debt? So you see, you must know you are a man and God is God. If God says, I will give you, he will give you. He says, I will hold on, he will hold on. Don't begin to say, God, I hate you, God. After you say you hate you, say, God, I didn't know why I was drinking. I'm sorry, I didn't hate you. So, number two. And then the scripture to that is Psalm 100. Psalm 100, 1 to 3, verse 3. It said, know that the Lord, he is God. He is he who made us. You see, it's not the other way around. And not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. We are his sheep of his pasture. Can the sheep turn around and say, okay, by the way, shepherd, I'm going to eat you today. So we are the sheep. He is the shepherd. Number two, allow reverence and godly fear to guide your heart. Allow reverence and godly fear to guide your heart, your words, and your deeds. Allow reverence, godly fear, to guard your heart, your thoughts, and your deeds. The Bible says in 1 Samuel chapter 2 verse 30, the B path. It says, for those who honor me, I will honor. And those who despise me shall be lightly esteemed. Can you see that? So don't just honor with your lips. Let your heart deal with godly fear It's not everything that a man of God does that you can fully understand. Not everything they also do can be good. But just say, Lord, I just commit the matter to you, Lord. Just help me to push that aside because I still see and I know you called her, you called him, you place him or her over my department, over whatever. That's the way your service will work. Number three, don't confuse God's mercy and plan to lack of justice. Sometimes you think God it just works either way. Sometimes you think God has been unfair to you. Therefore, I don't need to honor him. I don't need to do this. Or sometimes you think you are getting away with it. <laughs> like I'm mean, <laughs> I'm just going to live my life the way I want it. His mercy is still covering you. Don't confuse it. Don't confuse the mercy of God. Doesn't like, oh because I've been doing it like this for a long time, it's okay. Really? Let me show some scriptures. Malachi chapter 1. Malachi chapter 1. It says a son honors his father. And a servant is master. If then I am the father. Where is my honor? If I am the master. Where is my reverence? It says the Lord of hosts. To you the priest who despise my name. This is one scripture where. It's always funny to me. People tend to think, oh, this is speaking to priests, not to us. But they are okay to say that we have been made kings and priests unto our God. But let's leave that for now. Yet you say, in what way have we despised your name? Oh God, I didn't despise your name, I honor you. You offered defiled food on my altar. Now that's why you have to think about that. Defiled food on my altar. It's about you saying, the table of the Lord is contemptible. I can do anything. God will not mind. Is God. Keep going. When you offer the blind as a sacrifice, is it not evil? When you offer the lame and sick, is that not evil? Oh, go ahead. Offer it to your governor. Will he be pleased with you? Will he accept you favorably? Says the Lord Avost. Let me stop there. Friends, if you really want to understand honor, Don't confuse the mercy of God. I have seen people who wonder later on, so what happened? Why did this happen to me? Don't confuse the mercy of God to his lack of justice because God is a truly just God. Last one. Demonstrate faith in the mandates of God through your constant obedience. If you want to be positioned, demonstrate faith in what God has said. The mandates that God gave to you. Put your faith in it. The mandates of God. Put your faith in it. Constantly. In your stewardship. Constantly. Demonstrate faith. You honor me by believing if I say to you, I'm going to give it to you. I'll give it to you. And that is man. God said, which one among you men, that when your children come to you for bread, you give them stone. So how much more your father is in heaven? If you honor God, if God says to you, I am your healer, believe it, receive it. God says to you, This is what you should do. Do it. That's honoring God. That's believing that He is a man of honor. Amen. Honor your parents, including their memory. I said that earlier on, but I want to show you a scripture. Now I'm not asking you to go out and throw a party because you want to draw a memory of your parents. That's not what I'm saying. Uh, You can honor somebody by the way you live your life. Alright? But there's a scripture I want to show you. I love this scripture. Jeremiah chapter 35 from verse 14. Okay. The words of Jonadab, the son of Rechab, which he commanded the sons not to drink wine. Now watch that. The son of Rechab told his sons, don't drink wine. To this day, they drink none and obey their father's commandment. Actually, because of time, I think it would have been much better a few more steps, but don't worry. It was God who told Jeremiah, he said, call this family to your office. Now serve them wine. Tell them, this is the prophet, telling the people, drink wine, okay? Then the people said, no, sir, we can't drink wine. Uh Uh-uh, what's wrong with you? I am the prophet, I'm saying drink. He said, no, sir, we can't drink. Why? Because our father, Rechab, told us, don't drink wine throughout your generation. The man had died a long time ago. Do you understand now? That's the context of this story. So, so God now was saying, Jeremiah is bringing God's word to them after he told Israel. to 18 now. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, because you have obeyed the commandment of Jonadab, your father, and kept all his precepts, and done according to all he has commanded you, therefore, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Jonadab, the son of Rechab, shall not lack a man to stand before me forever. Can you see that? This is generation after their father has gone. God now honored them because they honored their father. He said, Never will a man lack in my presence because of your obedience. I don't know where you fall into all this. But before we pray this morning, I want to give you an opportunity to make a decision. Every one of us can do better in honoring. Honoring. Honoring the state, Honoring your employers. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Heavenly Father, we thank you and bless your name for today. We appreciate you, Lord, because of your word you have sent to us. We pray, Lord, from this day onwards. Grace to act according to your will and your word. To trust, to obey, to reverence you. To reverence the things that you have honoured. That we will not use our mouth and our heart to soil the people that you have honoured. Father, help us Lord to live honorably. We bless you and we give you all glory and praise. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. We do hope you have been blessed. Our special thanks go to all our partners who give generously to support our ministry. You are welcome to be one of us. If you'd like someone to talk to you on any of the issues raised in today's message, please do call us on plus four four two or eight five nine seven triple one zero. Or you visit our website on www.hccenter.org.uk. May the peace of the Lord guard you and keep you till we meet again. God bless.